0: Chapter 9 of the Tale of Nimble Deer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rosa Grace, Auckland, New Zealand, August 2018. The Tale of Nimble Deer by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter 9 A Spike Horn. Nimble didn't mind losing his spots when he grew older. He had something else that gave him much more pleasure than they ever had he had a new toy or to be exact he had two new toys and everywhere he went he carried them with him he carried them on his head and he couldn't have left them behind in the woods even if he had wanted to at least not until he had enjoyed them for a whole season of course you have already guessed that he had a pair of horns they were not very big but neither was number for that matter so they suited him well a little deer like him would have looked queer wearing great branching horns such as his father owned Nimble's horns were merely two spikes which stuck up out of the top of his head in a pert fashion. It was a proud day for him when an old deer spoke to him and called him young Spikehorn. About that time, the forest folk had begun to speak of him as a yearling, but there was something about spikehorn that sounded much more important. Somehow, there was a new crop of spike horns that summer, Nimble's second summer, and every one of them had been like him a little spotted form the year before. At first, Nimble had thought it fun to use his new horns to jab anybody that happened to be with him. One day, he even stole up behind his own mother and gave her a sharp prod with him. He never did that again. His mother quickly taught him better. She wheeled and struck him smartly with her forefeet. There, she cried. That's the first time a child of mine has played that trick on me. Let it be the last. And it was. Nimble was very careful after that to prod only those who didn't mind such pranks luckily he soon found that the other spike horns liked the same sort of fun that he did they were just as proud of their new horns as he was of his and sad to say there was a good deal of boasting among them each one declared that his own horns were the longest and strongest all the spike horns including nimble were forever butting one another in play and they had just discovered a new sport when nimble met with what he feared for a time was a terrible accident Late in the fall, before the deep snows came, both his horns loosened and dropped off his head. Oh, oh, he cried when he saw what had happened. I'll never be able to take part in another mock battle again, for the spike horns had had gay times pretending to fight one another in a most savage fashion. After number lost his horns, he carefully avoided all his playmates. He didn't want the other spike horns to see him. At last, to his great dismay, one day he came face to face with one of them. They both tried to dodge out of sight, but the other, whose name was Dodger, was not quite quick enough. Before he hid behind a thicket, Number saw that he had lost his horns too. Then Number guessed the truth. He knew why it was that he had managed to keep out of sight of his friends. Every spikehorn in the neighbourhood had lost his horns, and every one of them had been trying to keep out of sight. End of chapter nine. Recording by Rosa Grace, Auckland, New Zealand, August two thousand and eighteen.